0: Hey. Hey. What's up, all of you beautiful human beings, and welcome to the Culture Shock Podcast. I'm your host, Speak Up E, and I believe the way to total self freedom is to speak up. When used correctly, your voice will give you the power to thrive beyond hate. And if somehow you have forgotten, the king slash queen inside of you has already been verified. It's now up to you to activate it. Yo, go grab all your melanated people and let them know it's time for a fucking culture shock. What's up, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Culture Shock podcast. I am your host, Speak Up E, and this week we are talking about all things relationship. I am so excited to be here with you guys today because I have a special guest, and you guys have heard a lot about this special guest on episode one. He kind of changed my life. Um... He's cute or whatever. (laughs) Uh, He is my now husband. And we are going to have a conversation about all things relationship. But first, I'm gonna let him introduce himself and we'll get started. Hi. Hey babe. Hey babe. (laughs) How are you? I'm fine. Good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. This is important to me. Exciting, right? It is exciting. (laughs) Please introduce yourself to the people. Hey everybody,
1: um, I'm Ralph, but everybody knows Miss Ralphie. And um, this beautiful person here is my husband. And um, so yes, right now we're just in our little. I'm enjoying marital bliss and watching him blossom in his podcast. There's a... <laughs> this is really cool. Where are you from? I'm from Baltimore.
0: You're from Baltimore.
1: But I grew up in Miami, too.
0: Ooh, where's hot at?
1: hmm How
0: was the boys in Miami? Mm, I left. Oh. <laughs> Not so hot.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So you're from Baltimore. You grew up in Miami. hmm Awesome. How many siblings do you have?
1: I have three older sisters and a younger brother.
0: That is dope. Are you guys close? Yeah, yeah, pretty close, relatively
1: close, considering.
0: Awesome. How important is it to you um, to have your family accept your relationship?
1: Oh, it's critical. I mean, we are we are close enough to where if they rejected someone, it would cause conflict. So it's important to me that my family supports my relationships.
0: And do they? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. They they For the most absolutely part, they love me and I love them. Um, the important ones do. <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> you are funny. Um, that's good. So you had support from your family. You know, my family is very important to me. And if they had an issue with you, it would be it would have been hard. Now I'd be like fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, yeah, it would be hard to be in any kind of relationship if my family was not um, supportive of it because they really do mean a lot to me. Um, and I think so, I think that's important in a lot of relationships. You, I know for me personally,
1: without their support, our relationship would not have been able to make it as far as it has. And um, and that's because of the relationship that we have with our family. I think if a couple has a close-knit relationship with, um, with their family, then it, their family's support of their relationship would be critical as well.
0: Right. Have you ever been in a situation where your family didn't support your relationship and thought that the person was bad for you?
1: I've never been in a situation where my family didn't support my relationships. Now, they didn't always approve of who I was with. Understood. But they trusted my judgment. Okay. It was never anybody that bad the way they were like,
0: you know. (laughs) They can't can't (laughs) work. That's dope. Um, How do you build trust in a relationship? How did we build trust?
1: Well, there are a lot of ways to build trust in a relationship, but mainly, stop lying. (laughs) You trust people that tell the truth.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Just tell the truth. It's that basic. It's that simple. And we have always been honest with each other. I think mm-hmm. we've been upfront and honest with each other since, since well, while we were friends. Um, and I do appreciate that about our relationship because it makes me feel very comfortable and it makes me trust you.
1: I think it's an art in telling the truth. You gotta know like when and how, you know.
0: What you be when and how?
1: Because, you, you know, the <laughs> truth hurts. You know it doesn't mean that that should be used as a a reason not to tell it yeah so your intentions are never to hurt someone then you've got to be crafty with the truth and I use that term loosely you want to be as honest and authentic with the truth as possible because it's the truth (laughs) but at the same time you got to know your audience you know you can't give a full truth to a mind that can only handle part truth, uh-huh. like a child, for yeah. example. You know, you want to, of course, educate your child and tell your child um, everything that they need to know to prepare them for life in this world. But you got to meet them where they're at. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that can be dangerous once you go into assessing, making that type of assessment for adults. Like, can he handle right. this truth? You know what I'm saying? But You've got to be able to, in some way, assess timing. You know, is this the right environment to say this? Is this the right, you know, take your time to, to, to check your intention. Yeah. What is, what is the goal for right. me sharing this truth? Right. What do I want to get out of him? What do I want him to get out of it?
0: Right, and if the if the goal is to teach or uplift or to bring awareness to, then you'll do it in private, right? If you don't I mean,
1: it, it depends. If what what you know the person, you know what I'm saying, if you know your person. If your person is someone who would better receive that type of truth in private, then you use your common sense and you do that.
0: What kind of person am I? <laughs>
1: well I think you're you want to know in person you want to in in person in private at, at first you know mm-hmm. you don't want to be the last to know you don't want to be the second to know
0: that, this is, <laughs>
1: so to tell <laughs> the public first would put you in that situation <laughs> so I just tell you first Tell you everything first <laughs>
0: that's pretty dope yeah that is absolutely me I don't like to be surprised um in any way and I'm glad that you know that because we wouldn't get along (laughs) (laughs) um no but well I think that I know for sure that depending on the situation and location I can actually talk to you about anything Mm -hmm. um and you will receive it digest it process it and um more than likely, see the good in it and keep moving.
1: Yeah, you kind of gotta, especially when you've been when you've been with someone for a long time, or you intend to be with someone for a long time. You can't take everything they say personally. You're yeah. just doomed to fail. That's your feelings so- will be hurt all the time. You're gonna have an attitude. You ain't gonna wanna fuck. You ain't gonna wanna touch him or nothing. You're not gonna cook his ass no dinner or nothing. Get your ass out the bed. Give me these fucking covers. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> You're so silly.
0: <laughs> But it's true. Mm-hmm. It's very true. Um, hearing versus listening. Um, I remember very early on, you was hearing. I don't think you were listening. And that was a little frustrating for me because... um, <laughs> Well, I had so many things going on where I was... uh dropping balls again, no pun intended. <laughs> and <laughs> so when it came time for me to tell you or talk to you about something um, you would want to jump in and fix instead of listening to me and I just wanted someone to hear right someone to just mm-hmm. listen and, and hear what I was wanted to say initially um, and I, I told you and you kind of made a change how did you How did you understand the difference between hearing and listening? Um,
1: I think that, well, the difference for me between hearing and listening, when you you hear something, you don't have to be paying attention to it to hear Mm.
0: it. Yeah, good.
1: You know what I'm saying? You hear it. Yeah, I hear you talking. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's not reassuring at all right. when someone says, "Yeah, I hear you talking." Yeah, because absolutely no effort whatsoever to, ever to hear me talking. Yeah. <laughs> but are you listening to me? Right. Which means you are giving me your attention, and what I'm saying, you're considering and you're thinking about. And the evidence of that to me is. You can be an active listener where in the real time, in the conversation, you're, you know, asking me questions about what I just said and, you know, whatever. Or and then even beyond that, actual changed behavior. You know, you actually listened to what I said and thought about it and made a change, you know, and I, I felt like that was something that I could do more of. Okay, Not that I wasn't already, you know, a good partner to you. It was just the things that you were telling me, I, first of all, was trying to filter through mental illness. Okay? Because sometimes bipolar was talking to me. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And I don't want to be doing nothing that bitch was telling me to do. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But when Eric was talking to me, it was important to me that I could recognize that voice and, and hear him in a way that where he felt heard. Yeah. And he felt that I was listening right. to him. And so I had to actually pay attention to what you were saying in order to do that. Right, absolutely. Which in turn created turned me into a listener. A because I listener. wanted to I wanted to be able to see in my behavior the things that you had
0: just told me. Right. And you became a great listener actually. Um, so great that you you probably listened too much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I was in survival mode too. A lot of the a lot of the listening was coming from communication that was nonverbal. You know, yeah. just yeah, yeah, cues yeah. and everything Because there were, you know you, you and your bipolar depression A lot of times you just couldn't talk Right. You couldn't express yourself in certain ways and In the beginning of our relationship You weren't as verbal Nowhere near as verbal as you, you are now Speak up, it didn't exist <laughs> Right <laughs> It was, was mute Eric <laughs> So it was really trying to Learn other ways Of, this, of, of, of determining how you felt And what you needed And how I could best support you because you couldn't you couldn't verbalize it right but once you got in care then it became this more verbal and vocal version of you that I had to adjust to
0: yeah it was a big adjust, you know and it was a big, big adjustment
1: yeah like now all of a sudden I have to I can't just block him out no more I can't just be like oh, oh he made again <laughs> okay you know oh you're in this little mood or something you know i couldn't couldn't do that anymore because you were actually making sense right and you were being rational right and so, i was like okay
0: so it kind of transitioned because and being the one with mental illness on my end i didn't realize you were trying to decipher is this eric or is this bipolar mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so i'm in frustration Thinking you're not listening when you were learning to listen every day, um, like you said by my body language, mm-hmm. by my actions, and sometimes my little voice that I spoke. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate you for watching me so closely and um, being so patient because I found my voice being with you. Um, so proud of you too. Thank you. <laughs> so proud. It's awesome. Awesome to see. Thank you. Um, it's awesome to be here. I didn't have the faith in myself to even think that I was going to be here. I didn't even see myself um, being able to talk this freely ever. Mm-hmm. I used to shake when I talk. I used to tremble. I remember.
1: That's <laughs> what made it difficult yeah. to communicating with you and because that was what you I paid attention knew to. that the the tiniest critique or or um, I I could easily trigger you trigger you yeah you know and
0: trigger bipolar
1: but at the time I didn't know I yeah. didn't know it was bipolar disorder right. I just knew I was gonna make you mad you know and to see it now turn around into this you know where it's so much logic it's so much rational thinking it's so much critical thinking it's so much creativity and it's it's the delivery the voice and see it all develop all at one time and flourish into this thing mm-hmm. now you have this medium and it's just it's <laughs> such an awesome thing to, to watch unfold
0: Boy, stop flirting with me For the enders here. (laughs) Bye, y'all. That's the end of the conversation. All things relationships. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Is it ever okay or acceptable to walk away from a conversation with a partner? Hell yeah. Did you always think that? Yes. Okay. So I learned in this relationship that I needed to walk away at times to figure myself out Uh. to, to think, to hear what just happened, to try to like make sense of it. And that really, it was a big challenge for me walking away because I felt like it could be disrespectful to you. And I felt like you would think that I didn't care about what we were talking about. Um, I didn't know, like I said, that it was acceptable, but I felt like I had to do it at times because I was going to say something I didn't, say something that i would regret or something that i truly didn't mean in the moment and i had i had done that several times before Mm -hmm. and so once i started paying attention to it i didn't want to be in that situation anymore um so I appreciate you allowing me the moment to walk away and gather myself because I know a lot of people would think that is disrespectful. And, guys, if your partner is walking away, it probably is for good reason. Um, now, if they don't come back ever and talk to you, mm-hmm. <laughs> now you know you're not important.
1: Well, yes. Yeah, if the if, if, if dude is walking away from your ass, let dude walk. <laughs> you know, he walking away or she's walking away to prevent further damage to or deterioration of the of the situation you yeah. know is she trying or he's trying not to be disrespectful or um further insult you or you know or, or help the es- the situation escalate in any way uh, to me that is the biggest sign of self-control in the moment that you can show because you're in the, in the height of your emotion and you're choosing to walk away from the confrontation when you could fight a lot of people were in that yeah. level of emotion. Want to yeah. fight, duke it out, or whatever. Well,
0: know? it does happen. I think. I think it happens a lot. Where yeah. you wind up saying something disrespectful, and your partner snaps and slaps you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I never wanted us to be in that situation. Um, even though very early on, while in addiction, I was bad at y'all. He came from my head one day.
1: Ooh, <laughs> took a pill bottle, and threw it right at my damn forehead. And I saw that shit come. I'm just sitting there looking up at it. This nigga ain't gonna hit me. That shit hit me right in the damn chest.
0: You wasn't expecting that. <laughs> no,
1: I, was, I gagged. I was frozen. That was like, <laughs> that's my nigga that hit me. <laughs> <laughs> With a pill battle.
0: <laughs> Y'all, listen. We would not recommend anybody start a relationship the way we did. Um, it did start <laughs> off... <laughs> it didn't. It started off extremely toxic. Um, I okay. was in addiction. Had mental illness. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just was bad. Uh, but the good thing is, I think we allowed love to um, allow ourselves to see ourselves really quickly. Within like the first six months, I got sober. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. I think um, we, I guess the song says, we found love in a hopeless place. Oh boy. <laughs> and cause that's kind of how it was. It was a rock bottom moment for myself. And in my personal life. And then um, he was already at rock bottom with his addiction. Yeah. Um, But we had friendship, you know, we had a history. And so um, we didn't plan on being together. That wasn't our intention. No. We were just, now we know at the right place at the right time. Right. (laughs) It's been fewer times in our relationship in the beginning where it felt like the wrong time. Um, but Ugh. we were always able to partner in yeah. getting to the next step. And so I was at rock bottom, he was at rock bottom, yeah. and we climbed out together. And it wasn't a situationship. No. It didn't feel like we were just together in, because we were miserable. No. It's like we... We had choices. We had options. You know, I could have gone there was many times another he way. Left. He could have gone another way. And then one time he actually did. You actually did go another <laughs> way, which is hilarious because it wound up being no way. <laughs> 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 we got to the point to where our rock bottoms and wore our asses out. And yeah. so it was like, all right, so you go your way, I'm going to go my way. And we did. We went his way and got on his little Facebook and was like, all right. I need to find another place to stay. Let me see what I can find. Anybody got a room? Yeah. Somebody hit him up, like, you can stay with me. Dude picked him up, saddest night of my life. Oh. Okay. He was gone. Mm. And then I get to jogging in the park, see dude on the damn bus stop across the street. <laughs> and I'm like, why is Eric on the- across the street? So, the dude, of all the thousands of friends that Eric has on his Facebook page, the dude winds up living across the street. Across the street. <laughs> so, I saw Eric every morning <laughs> <laughs> when I And <jogged. laughs> until I eventually started
0: working my way across the street. What a difficult time. <laughs> yeah. That um, to get him back. Just thinking about it now is... Um, it brings up some feelings but you know what it was a part a part of our journey that was very um, necessary and significant I think we needed to see that for love we would walk away from each other because we didn't walk away from each other because we didn't love each other or Mm -hmm. we was hurting each other it was actually the opposite Mm -hmm. we were crying we We can't help each other other. what Mm -hmm. do we do right and we separated for love and I wanted to see you do better, and you wanted to see me do better. And I, I thought at the time that that was the best way I could do that. Um,
1: but the universe never <laughs> let it happen. No. <laughs> it's just every time, no. That, every time, it just seemed like I would be somehow or he would be somehow put back,
0: yeah be put back together. Right. And then, okay, I think that was like the short times we took breaks in spaces. Then we took a long break. And we said that we were going to be completely done. We weren't going to be friends. We were going to separate, and 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 and. Oh, that's a six month. Man. That was it. Yeah, <laughs> that's when we really Relatively thought it was long. over. Um. And so, me growing up, I thought taking breaks, um, meant that you couldn't love a person. It meant that you had to be wanting to just go have sex with other people. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought it just meant all of these things that really showed me my insecurities. Um, when we took a break, because when we took a break, I realized um, it was necessary for our health again. Mm-hmm. Um, but this break, this time, did something in us where I don't think we really have ever broken up since then.
1: <laughs> no, that was the last time. Um, yeah. And it was because of the bipolar. Right. We were already exhausted from the rock bottom situation we were in. And the symptoms for people who don't know, the symptoms, some of the symptoms of bipolar um, disorder is um, just the depression and the moodiness and yeah. the, the easy um, irritation. Yeah. You know, the irritability. irritability. And so, you know, that constant bombardment of negative energy yeah. when you're already beaten down by your situation, it became overwhelming. Absolutely. Right. And so we needed a break yeah and i felt horrible about it because you had just moved back to atlanta to for me yeah and so i never had the intention of completely separating from you i guess this is my first time telling you this you were trying to torture me i just needed space that was it and sometimes when your partner says they need space that's all they're asking or is 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 space yeah and it doesn't mean that they want to leave you
0: or don't love you or don't love you or want to fuck anybody else and it
1: doesn't always mean that they want to have sex with someone else either yeah you have to be mature in your in your thinking and elevate the way you perceive things and you you know be conscious of your filters the filters that are from your trauma right you know and how those filters impact the way you look at situations and the way that people talk to you, how you receive that, when you judge how people act, you know, how how that filter impacts what you see,
0: you know. And that's like uh, saying sorry and no actions being changed, right? Is that why we stay together?
1: We're together because of change. Yeah. Because the constant growth right you doing the work me doing the work you doing more work me doing more work there's there's the 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 only thing that was constant in our relationship is work
0: the work that we (laughs) that that we we both
1: gladly put in we're willing
0: (laughs) to put in to be with each other even in times where it was so so dark and so so we were down bad and we just wanted to make sure each other was okay um and i think i respect that so much about us that that was the ride or die Mm -hmm. showing that we would ride and die that (laughs)
1: was like the forging of our friendship that foundation that we now stand on as a married couple it's like that was the fire
0: right you know right so speaking about friendship we started off as friends we were friends for about four years Mm -hmm. um how do you think that affects relationships?
1: I think that enhances relationships. To me, that's common sense. Like you're gonna have, you're gonna have a better time with your friend yeah. than you would with a stranger. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying you yeah, somebody like you already built a yeah. friendship with. So, you as friends, and I and I think that maybe because of how you know the term friends is used. People have a hard time reconciling it with a romantic situation Mm -hmm. you know they don't understand what friends and relationships are but when you're a friend to your partner it gives you an opportunity to stand on something when you when you are trying to have romantic relationship with your partner when you're going through um, all the trials and tests that come to a romantic Situation, it's your friendship that will save you. Yeah, we used to. Because that romantic shit, you don't always feel that. <laughs> no, it's not, <laughs> it's not, always, not romantic. always there.
0: Yeah, you're right. And you know what? I never thought about it in that way. It's, it, it's not always lovey-dovey and, and kisses. You know. So when that's not there, what do you have? And a lot of people who jump into relationships without friendships. Once that lovey-dovey is gone, and it happens really mm-hmm. quick. We are all different people. We grew up different. And once we start showing how we live, and you may not be wrong in how you live, but it's just not how I live. And it doesn't go with how I see living. So now we're at odds. What do you lean on? And I think every time we fell out, we leaned on that four-year friendship that we had. Like, but, oh, this is my friend. Mm-hmm. And it, it really pushed us through that that trying times. Mm-hmm. That should have been the honeymoon times, but it really was the. um Right, we had the we had the hard stuff first. The hard stuff. We had the honeymoon now. Right, <laughs> we're now in bliss. Right
1: for the past three years. Three years. That's amazing, year. no, since this medication. Yeah. Past, well, you know what, guys,
0: year. if you are dealing with um, a partner who is dealing with mental illness and you guys are not in care, we will. 100% suggest getting into care. Oh, absolutely. Being patient and finding your right medication because we both have found our combination and now we are like living in this, like, this mm-hmm. fairy tale. <laughs> it's reality, but it's all this. Lovey dovey. Yeah,
1: it's a very lovey dovey, you know. (laughs) This is our little marital bliss moment, you know what I'm saying? Um, But at the same time, it's also a relief mentally because we are in therapy, we are taking our medicine, and we are using the tools that we learn in therapy, in our relationships, and I mean, relationship with each other, um, and with our family as well. You know, we even have our family. on board with wanting to be better versions of themselves as well. Yeah. And that's awesome to see. Yeah. You know, it it once you start changing yourself, your partner um, will be inspired, yeah. you know, and then you both inspired to grow and then now we're both the growth changing. between you two inspires the whole family. Right. And friends.
0: Yeah, and it's been beautiful to see. You it.
1: know, yeah, it's been awesome. Awesome right. to see.
0: What about privacy? going through phones, having passwords how you feel about that?
1: What'd I mean you... I'm a, I'm a grown ass man. Ooh. you know I don't <laughs> think that's it's respectful to violate my privacy mm. and I don't think it would show you respect if I violate your privacy right If the intention is to get you to trust me, I cannot violate you
0: Absolutely. So then what would be the solution? Asking to see my phone? Go through the damn phone anyway.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That's what the fuck I did. You do want to put your best foot forward. When you are trying to build a bond with someone, you don't want to show your insecurity first. You don't want to lead with... All of what you're afraid of you want to give them the benefit of the doubt yeah give them the chance to show you who they are and instead of you know putting your past experiences and your suspicions on them before they even get a chance
0: right yeah he really has taught me a lot about this um, because we went through this once I went through his phone very early on <laughs> very insecure very um, you know that's that's just how insecure people mind mine work. Um, and he sat down and had this conversation with me the way he's having it now. And I really did understand it to be if you love someone, you don't have to violate them. Um, and if you must see and you have suspicion, ask to see. Now, their action after that will give you your answer where you wouldn't even have to look through the phone. If they pass it to you, you're good. If they don't, you know something's wrong.
1: I mean, it's not even that, you know... It's not even just those two options there. You You're know, right. it's, it's just opening up the communication is key. Right. If you feel like you have a suspicion, you know, and there's something nagging at you that you need to communicate with this person about. Now you have a choice. Are you going to initiate communication with them or are you going to try to get that information from them about them? From but around them, go around them to get it. Right, you know what I'm saying. And to me, that decision is who it shows your character. Right, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Now, if you got a reason, if you you know this person is constantly lying and he ain't lied enough to make you leave him, but he lied enough to make you want to go through his phone. That's <laughs> just go through his phone. <laughs> you know
0: you're gonna find it there. You know you're gonna find it because he didn't lie to you before. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But, um, but see, those are the unhealthy things in relationships that people are not taking yeah. seriously. I'm not going to be nobody like that. Yeah, why would I be there if I? If that's I, why I'm joking about it. I don't think anybody should. Yeah, I know. No, I know. I know. But it just it people do. Yeah. People, lots of people stay, and I think that is so toxic. Um, you can, you can find someone who can who can treat you right and do better by you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's
1: the first thing that people have a hard time believing. That they can find that they can find someone better, better
0: for them. Mm-hmm. Y'all all deserve better. I hope y'all know that.
1: That's it, where it starts.
0: Yeah, it starts with that self love. So, relationship with yourself while in relationship, mm-hmm. <laughs> how important is that? Like essential. It's the most important. Mm-hmm. Why do you feel it to be essential, and how did you learn it to be essential?
1: Because you ever hear how relationships, especially long term relationships. Some people they talk about how they they lost themselves. Yeah. You know, like I don't even eat peanut butter and jelly because this nigga eat peanut butter and jelly. I'm eating peanut butter like You know, like stuff like that. You know, yeah. and people get so accustomed to compromising that they lose themselves because they're doing more for that person than they are doing for themselves. Right. And that's where you make the mistake. Yeah. And it's not just doing stuff, it's Giving yourself attention and care and nurturing
0: yeah and and quality time with and self yeah and a lot of people are not doing that mm-hmm. even while single so yeah, yeah, and pe- talk about
1: you know with the little toys and stuff that's <laughs> Vaseline. I'm talking about <laughs> real quality time with yourself
0: wait a minute now a toy with a Vaseline is a little quality time. I mean I don't know what the hell you talk about
1: I don't know what store you in I'm I'm in a different store okay. We can say them all, but it's a different story. Whatever. You have to be able to sit with your thoughts. Yeah. Sit with your emotions. Yeah. Sit with the situations that you're, that you're in. You know, get comfortable and familiar with, with yourself. You know, write down the things you like things you would like to do, you know, things... You can be creative and write stories, that, situations that you would like to be in, you know, just kind of giving your your mind um, a chance to s- cycle out the things that you've been thinking about all day and the things that have been stressing you. That takes pressure off of your partner when you learn how to love yourself like that. Absolutely. It makes you a better partner.
0: Well, that's what you seen me do mm-hmm. I, I came in with no self-love and then I started pouring into myself and I became the partner that you mm-hmm. needed um, and that was you know very important to me that I showed up in the way that you were showing up as a partner um, I think people don't realize in their relationship and you may not be able to show up equally where you have the same amount of finances or the same amount of you know material or whatever but if you're not putting in the same amount of work, you're not, you're not gonna be successful. Mm. Um, <clears throat> if one person is, is lacking or slacking or not interested, then you're in this relationship by yourself and relationship alone is one person. <laughs> that's not, that's, I think you're the not key, gonna build anything.
1: The key term would be reciprocity. You know, like you, mm. you need to be in relationship with someone who can reciprocate yeah. what you're investing. Right. And, you know, I think that is the part that where Eric and I felt short in the beginning. We yeah. neither one of us had anything to invest. Child. So it was like my short with his short. Wait a minute. <laughs> now, you know I got extra short. I'm a little short. taller than him, but we both were short. Yeah, but I got extra short. Well, you know, I then like put him me short.
0: In. I like him short. <laughs> Do you know my.
1: Um, love language um, quality time quality tab
0: um, what does quality time mean to you
1: time where you walk away feeling like you got what you wanted out of it because I know for me quality time is not my love language and so it's not that I don't appreciate and want it it's just it's a main vein for you. And so I have right. to make sure that I don't slight on it right. just because, you know, I might be in a not, <clears throat> might not be in a mood. Right. You know what I'm saying? I understand that that's the way to communicate. that's if I want you to receive love from me, I need to take that seriously. You know, take well, those yeah. opportunities right. seriously. So, when you get all cuddly and stuff, and I'm like, "Oh, brownie points." <laughs> you know, I, I just jump right in, you know, <laughs> some quality time or whatever or you know, I can tell because you come to me, you know, and you don't know, you used to kind of make me guess a little more, but you're a lot better now at, at being communicative. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thank <laughs> so you. it's very obvious and easy for me to know that that's what you're wanting and I know that that's your love language so I just give it to you.
0: Yeah, you're very good at that and I don't I know smoke. <laughs> I enjoy my quality time with you. No, you don't want no smoke. (laughs) That is absolutely right. Um, And yours is, wait a minute, I remember, I'm a little high, so just bear with me. Um, Yours is active service. Mm -hmm. And And for me, active service, um, I know you, to be just, Doing things without you having to ask Um, from the littlest things as far as chores to you know taking care of home Um, being able to show up in the room and things are done and I've taken the initiative to do it Um, Mm -hmm, I know that that makes you really happy
1: (laughs) it does I mean to and to me that goes back to we were talking about about listening you know like it shows me that you're listening to me right when you see the grass need to be cut right and you go out there and cut it yeah. and you don't wait for me to say babe can you cut the grass Because right. then that puts me in a position to have to get on your nerves
0: and you get on my nerves
1: and I would get on your nerves easy absolutely because I need the grass cut <laughs> <laughs> the HOA gonna get them, you know on my ass <laughs> So, oh god that is funny Um, Stuff like that. It makes your relationship flow more smoothly. I think people complicate the dynamic of their relationship unnecessarily by just being ignorant to those small things that make a big difference.
0: Right. I agree with you. I want to go back to um, something that you said, though, because it's the lawn mowing thing. It kind of sparked something in me that I just thought about in role playing and and homosexual relationships. Mm -hmm. Every time you post a picture of me lo- mowing the lawn, people are hitting you up. Like, why you got him mowing the lawn? Yeah, be-
1: like you some tiny be- woman.
0: Because, you, because you're tall and I'm short. And because, <laughs> I mean, what is that?
1: That is the impact of heteronormative society. Oh, boy. Gone haywire because haywire. that's not even heteronormative. How do you even apply a heteronormative to two men right. together right. and with a short one cutting
0: grass? That's not even, that doesn't even make sense. That is people's. That is brainwashed. Mm -hmm. We are brainwashed as people to where we can't even see two men together without seeing a male and a female and saying which one's man, which one's woman, Mm -hmm. which one's masked, which one's feminine, which one should be mowing the lawn, which Mm -hmm. one should be going to work. Wait a minute. We both men. We do it all. Exactly. And, you know,
1: what's surprising (laughs) is that these comments are coming from... Our community. Our These community. These aren't straight people saying this. These are... Our community. Gay people saying... Confused. Why you got your bottom? Like, who said he was my bottom? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> the hell? Again, because I'm totally he short? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, And if he was my bottom, then there right. still would be nothing wrong with his ass getting out there and cut the damn grass.
0: Right. And there's nothing wrong with it because... I don't have a grass allergy. My partner does. Um, so so one. when you're in love, you, even if I wasn't supposed to be mowing the lawn, for love you're supposed to make sure that you pick up where your partner is um, slacking or mm-hmm. can't, you know, carry the weight. My partner can't cut the grass. I, I, I do it, but I, I like cutting the grass anyway. I am more hands-on anyway. Which makes
1: it even better because he likes it. You know,
0: I do. It's good for my mental health. If you are dealing with mental illness, cutting the grass slows you down. It it takes away all of the thoughts, and you can actually get creative <laughs> with cutting the damn grass. <laughs> yeah, grass cutting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but my chore and my contribution and and would be in the kitchen. You know, so I do. Yes. Oof. Um, primarily all of the cooking Oof. and the shopping Oof. for the food and everything, and you know he gets to. Help me clean up and everything. And some people might look at that and say that that doesn't fit, you know, their box, and their their mode of what a relationship should look like. And it's all subjective. And that's why I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, it's what works for you and your partner. And you take what people, you know, say with a grain of salt. They're observing from the outside looking in. Right. But you're living with your partner every day. And you know what works and what doesn't. Right. And it's okay to do what works.
0: It's absolutely okay to do what works. Actually, you should do what works. If you do anything else, you fail. Right. <laughs> um, so what is the right way to have a relationship? You're in relationship
1: with someone, to en- it should be an enhancement to your life. You, you should be, within yourself, you should be whole. You should be in a place where you should be able to not just be able to sustain who you are and what you need in your life, but also contribute to someone else. If you can't contribute in addition to having your own, then you're not ready for a relationship. Yeah. You have to be able to contribute and bring something to the table.
0: But I think really what uh, what makes a successful relationship is what you and your partner needs, what you and your partner are, are building together. And so... What looks successful to one person is not going to be successful to another person. Right. The Obamas are extremely successful to me, but there are people who look at them and say, fuck them. Right. <laughs> but that's absolutely, you know, ridiculous. That's why when, lo- when, when looking for a relationship, I only look for it to be me- between me and my partner. No one else can really mm-hmm. influence it or, you know, throw their they can throw ideas and everything they want. But I don't have to take any of that. And I can actually do the exact opposite of what everybody is saying. I think we've become that kind of couple. We have become the couple that don't um, live in limitations.
1: Right. We, we draw our own boundaries. Yeah. For what know. works for us. For, we do what works
0: for us. And I appreciate that. And we're not afraid of trial and error. No, you have to trial and error you have, because you'll know what you like or don't like. Right. And if you don't try it, then how do we know if we like it or not?
1: And well, See, people don't try shit because they'd be scared. They're scared that they're going to lose their man.
0: Well, it happens. Or they
1: want going to... You know, that's one thing. I mean, among
0: other things, what is something you used to believe about relationships, but no longer do?
1: I used to believe that relationships were supposed to progress like linearly where, you know, you just kind of had this you meet, you date, you fall in love, you move in, Mm -hmm. you get married, you know, and you do all that within a certain time, you're in the 20s in college. And you know, so I was kind of like that, Yeah. you know, and um, as I got th- out there in life, I realized like my love life, nothing was going to go as planned. <laughs> 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 that way and so were. just like being <laughs> open to um, change and the unexpected ways that you will figure out how to love
0: somebody yeah different ways to love somebody so Mm -hmm. can sexual healing be a thing sexual healing is a thing oh how you know is a thing (laughs) (laughs) because Um, some people will say that um if you're using sex for healing in, in a relationship then you're uh not really addressing problems, or that that's a toxic way of addressing. Problems. Well,
1: you don't. Want, there's a difference between you know. We're talking about makeup sex.
0: Sexual. We're feeling. talking about
1: yeah. talking the problem out after yeah. the conflict and right. the sex that follows. Right. Okay. Right. We're not talking about having sex instead of talking. Right. The <laughs> argument and then start fucking right. and make it up. That's, that's right. toxic. That's, that's something different. That's avoiding the conversation. Right,
0: put, right under the rug. Right. Yeah.
1: So what I feel sex brings to the table between two people that love each other is an opportunity to communicate in a different way on a different level.
0: Yeah.
1: And when you're with someone who understands how to communicate with you, in love in love making, then that can be a very healing thing. Yeah. For a couple who's broken somewhere. Yeah. And I think, you know, makeup sex, just the term makeup sex, is reductive when you think about how much, how powerful love making is right. for a couple. Yeah. And it deserves a lot of attention and research because it can make or break your your relationship. And not, a lot of people might, you know, say it's it's taboo to put that much on sex, but again, we're not talking about sex.
0: Right, We're right. talking
1: about lovemaking and right. intimacy right. in your relationship. The healing the after the healing trauma. The healing effect of sexual intimacy in yeah. your relationship.
0: Yeah, it's the healing after the trauma. Mm-hmm. That sounds really, you know, deep, but that's what it is. You know, you you go through whatever incident you go through, and then you talk it out, and you come to an agreement and understanding, and not walk away. And it away. should draw you closer. It should draw you that closer. Conversation that conversation should, draw you should make closer. you want to have the makeup up sex. And
1: if it doesn't, then you're not
0: done having it. You should keep talking. You should keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> if somebody walks away and they're still angry, this shit, you should not walk be away. having makeup sex. You didn't make anything up yet.
1: <laughs> now, some people kind of like that, King. Well, shit. you yeah. no, mad, you <laughs> mad, just fuck it out. Now, that's a thing. You can hold that's on to a the thing anger too. I ain't say, listen,
0: <laughs> make sure the problem is fixed, but hold on to the shit. <laughs> I will
1: I the shit out of you, and then I'll, I might talk to your ass tomorrow. <laughs> that's not how you fix a relationship. <laughs> but, I mean, people, you know, done crazier things.
0: Well, listen. Being I'm bipolar, thinking. I definitely enjoy makeup sex. Usually opens me up, and uh, just in a way that I want to enjoy you again. So it's it always resets. a new. It's, it's, always a it's like a reset. It's, it's a, reset a reset of energy. If done right, mm-hmm. it if can filter right, out
1: whatever residual negativity is left from the conflict and reset all the positive lovey dovey. And it can carry on for days or weeks oh baby depending on how in tune your man is Listen. he could have your ass high for the next two weeks well, at work can't think about nothing but him we've been after there. y'all was just at each other's throats
0: oh you know how high we've been <laughs> at the throat
1: a lot of dudes are stupid though you know we don't have a lot of examples especially in our community people can't even stay together for the that's for month. right that's
0: right you know that was my lot dating lot. habits was it yours
1: Mm, no not I was I had,
0: He's stuttering y'all He don't know I'm
1: trying to remember That's why Brain don't work like it used to You know what
0: <laughs> no, <clears throat> I said that was me But I didn't really date much And when I did get into A relationship They always lasted a year um, and there was there was two of those.
1: Well, I can say that. Okay, I I wasn't gonna say a month because right, but I've had like a handful of one year right, n- one a year and a half yeah, you know, and that seems to be the norm from three months right. to a year, and then after that, like that it's that. done, it. right.
0: And so this is my longest relationship. We are now in relationship for almost seven years. May this May
1: will be seven years.
0: Seven fucking years. Yeah. What you miss about being single? Seven years later. <laughs> I don't even remember being single <laughs> happy wife happy I
1: life <laughs> I ain't stupid you gonna oh, my stupid. ass in
0: trouble <laughs> shit <laughs> I don't, no smoke what you are funny as fuck <laughs> so you don't miss anything about being single
1: okay let me give you a real answer the only thing that I can say if I had to pick something cause I really don't miss being single mm-hmm. but if I had to pick something I would say I missed being the autonomy, just being able to make my own choices and they only impact me.
0: That's the only thing I miss. Also, where I sometimes I don't want to worry about if I'm impacting someone else.
1: Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just want to go and do yeah. and I worry about you.
0: Yeah, and that that's that's on a wide, you know, scale of things. That's like, mm-hmm. um, you know, my friends are going on vacation, but my partners do. I want. It could be. I just want to go. I don't want to think about right, him being exactly. back home.
1: It could be where to go on vacation. It can be where to buy a house. It can be yeah. anything. Yeah. You know, you never know how big or small the compromise is. The compromise is going to come because you are married. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or with I a mean, relationship with someone. But when you're single, you know, you can just throw all your shit away and whatever don't fit in the car, you know, throw away and just, <laughs> and just drive somewhere, you know, at your leisure. Right. Um. Especially if you have no kids.
0: Right. Um, what have you learned about yourself watching me? Mm, I'm more patient than I thought. Yes, you are. <laughs> My God. I would not be able <laughs> to date me. How did you do it?
1: <laughs> um, well, we didn't. <laughs> we never did. <laughs> and right. We skipped that part. Your patience we, is amazing. we date in our relationship, um, but we didn't have like a dating phase. Right. You know, we didn't just, just date.
0: But let's talk about that. Dating um, inside of the relationship. We didn't date much before we got together. We didn't mm. date at all. Um, we couldn't. How
1: do you date at rock bottom? That's what I'm saying. Like, when you, trying, <laughs> when you ain't got shit to contribute, how you going to have a relationship?
0: At Bikini Bottom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a date for us was walking to the corner store. And getting a black amount. <laughs> Smoky, smoky. Yo. Like, go
0: smoky, smoky. We have come so far. <laughs> so far. We're about to sell our house. Mm-hmm. Like, we have really put the work in. We are now married. Mm-hmm. We are madly in love. I mean, we're just doing things so different now. And we want
1: this for so many other people. And we want we it for watched, everybody. <laughs> we watch so many people, couples just like us, just crash and burn and then relight the same fire with the same person or a different person that's just like the same person. And go through these cycles over and over and over again. And it's not hard to spot them when you're growing. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? When you're just like them, you don't see it. How
0: you gonna see it? Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But when you're growing... The only way you can see it is when you're having hateful or, or bad thoughts or feelings about it or you're talking about it or, or like joking about you know that's how you know you're in the same place with these people because you're hating them because they are you and that's the only way that I can if your conscience if you're paying attention to who you are you would be able to see that oh these people are like me because I don't I don't even like it that's usually how you mm. call out hate right People doing it's, something. It's
1: self-loathing. When you see a part of yourself that you yeah. hate in someone else, that, then it makes you hate that person. Right. Because you hate yourself. That would you be the only saying? way
0: that I think that you would be able to tell that you're dating the same people, that the people you're letting in your life are the same.
1: Well, just saying, you know, if once you start making different choices, better choices for yourself, or you and your partner start making better choices um for your relationship and then you start and you start to see the fruits of that in your relationship and then you start to see other people making the choices you You used to make yeah you know what i'm saying or and then you try to you know you it's not from a place of judgment but you see time and time again in this community the pitfalls of uh people who with mental illness for example who are not in treatment how the, the constant cycle of you know relationships you know they get a boyfriend and they put it on social media for a few months and then at summertime fine then soon as it get cold you know dude is gone yeah you know another dude come in and it's a constant cycle they engaged and everything about to be married then they break up next summer it's a different dude engaged about to be married then they break up you know yeah. and it's us being in our relationship we want to see the benefits of healing and growth yeah. that we've experienced yeah. in our relationship, we, we want to see more of that in our community. So we do things like this, right. our park, your podcast, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, share parts of our relationship yeah. on social media Deep and parts. Very, very personal things. Yeah. You know, we share our struggles with our families and our struggles with HIV and Mental and everything, addiction. You know, yeah. and not speak
0: for clout. Not for clout. We really want to see people um, look at us and not do what we do. I'm not saying that, but have hope and can say, oh, this can be done right.
1: People, the gays need to see. The gay boys need to see black guys. gay men, successful long-term relationship, you know, successful marriage. They need to see examples of that working. Yeah. You need to see what that looks like. And even though it's our thing, and this is tailored for you and I, right. people could still learn something from watching us. They can us. learn how to tailor we their own... We dealt with a
0: lot of shit. Absolutely. You Too know? much shit, if you ask shit me. Shit
1: that, that breaks people up and shit that uh, makes people feel like they're not worth love. Not worthy,
0: yeah. Right. And we all are worthy of love. Um, yeah, thank you for saying that. I, I, I agree with that. <laughs> Um, why saying keeping it simple stupid is a mantra for relationships?
1: Oh, uh, because sometimes it is that simple. And a lot of times we are just putting way too much thought into loving somebody. Yeah, You know, sometimes it's not as complicated as you're making it. Sometimes it's just... Stop putting so much value into the last word.
0: Yeah, come on. We you do not have to win, right? If we're in love, what am what I winning? What
1: benefit is it to you? We win to walk away from this conversation with feeling like you won,
0: and your partner and feel your like partner they lost. feel like
1: they lost. It's absolutely ridiculous. How
0: does that help? It doesn't. You. It actually hinders you it makes and it worse. how
1: does it help you so much that you're willing to fight tooth and nail and for continuously. it every time. Right. And yeah. totally neglect the fact that you are tearing your relationship apart just because you're winning. Right. You're neglecting that because you're winning. You're you're putting more value in being right than than your relationship being healthy. And that's just one example. Yeah. You know? So and that, to me, can be resolved very simply by just humility. You know what I'm saying? You're being intentional. If you intend to walk away from communication with your partner with an understanding, then you're going to approach the conversation a certain way.
0: Right.
1: If you intend to cut your partner, then you're going to approach the conversation a certain yep. way. Yep. So you check your intentions before you have the conversation, right. and then you're going to be less likely to have a problem. You know, yeah. Um, but people in their emotional, you know, say say, you know, it's hard to, to be like that.
0: I mean, are you coming to play Uno and build? Are you coming to play Spades and cut? (laughs) Just simple.
1: But it's hard to be simple when you're emotional. You know, you get irrational. You know, but simply saying what you want, for example, another example, like you make it complicated. For your partner to love you when you expect him to just know what you need.
0: Expectations. You
1: want me to love you without you telling me how to love you. And that's
0: ridiculous. That's ridiculous. You know, there's some people who say, I'm not going to teach him how to have sex with me. I'm not going to teach him how to be romantic. I'm not going to teach him how to show up for my birthday. So how he's supposed to know what you want?
1: Exactly. So
0: who he's showing up for?
1: Exactly. Because
0: he could show up in a way that Keisha want, but you, Latonya, not getting... That's not what you want. Mm -hmm. So you have to tell people what you want in relationships. You have to tell them what you want sexually. And
1: it's common sense because we are not psychic. And what you're doing is projecting your insecurity in talking about that Uh onto your partner. And asking for it. and And expecting your partner to come take you by the hand and lead you to what you want. And so you don't have to be vocal about what you want. You don't feel comfortable telling your partner that you that you want him to to wear a certain outfit.
0: Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't it's a disservice to the relationship. Right. To yourself and, and so, to the relationship.
1: You know, you let it go as far as to letting it annoy you.
0: Now you gotta attitude. Now you gotta attitude. Now you gonna argue and fight. You, you don't, don't like now
1: always wearing this suit. You just want him the one you're time. Now you being disrespectful to me, right? And yeah. now it's coming out.
0: Yeah. Now you are being rude and disrespectful like I did
1: something where you could have just told me. Mm-hmm. And now you have a very complicated problem now because your man now is walking around like well, I don't know what's wrong with him or what's wrong with her. Yeah. You know what did I do? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now he feels some type of way. You feel some type of way. And it's your fault. Because you didn't tell him that you would like to see him in that suit.
0: A lot of people are falling apart because of that.
1: Okay, we in the bed. I like I like when when you, whatever. I mean, people like a lot of shit. Let's see the fur babies, for example. All right, so I'm a I'm gonna <laughs> be a fur baby. No. Okay, I wanna put on the cat suit and Dope. meow, bitch. Dope. <laughs> Okay, and I just really, really, really want to be a fur baby. And I'm on the internet, and I'm looking at the fur babies and all this stuff, and they all sexy. Yeah. And I really want to see my husband in the cat suit. Yeah. But I'm afraid. I'm afraid that he's going to judge me. Yeah. And so I get an attitude with him. Right. And he's in the dark.
0: But where's that fear coming from?
1: Because... Because he, she's afraid of being judged by the person that she loves and right. not being accepted for what she likes or being. Right.
0: But what I'm saying is, where does the realistic part come from in that fear? Why is she having that fear? Because when she tell him that, he's gonna more than likely say no and criticize her. Well,
1: that's the fear. The, she don't know what he's gonna say. The, the important part is to not sit on the things that you want when you're in a relationship and expect the other person. That's it. To okay. To know what you want, you're supposed to go to them and say, "Hey, yeah, you know what? It. I'm going to be 100 with you. i want to be transparent with you. I want to let you know what it is I like yeah. because I think you, you know, you could be down with this, and I would like that. But if you're <laughs> not, then that also what it does is show me that you might not be the one for me. Yeah. And don't I want to know that?
0: You do want to know that. Why? I, I'm not that desperate. But you know what? When people say no, and the husband does say no, now the they stay.
1: Well, sometimes you know you don't want to leave your marriage for, I'm not something, for trivial, us, I'm not some something trivial, but some things like are. But this where is a repetitive sh- thing in mm-hmm. some relationships that, so that they're really saying no to
0: everything that you want to experience, mm-hmm. and, exactly. and so you're now not even being yourself in this relationship. And that a you're part so of you that's being in. suppressed, and you're suppressing it. Mm-hmm. You're not. Even, that's not healthy. It's not healthy. <sighs> Have you ever suppressed yourself in a relationship? Oh yeah, I'm a
1: black gay man in America.
0: What that means? Uh,
1: that's all we do. In <laughs> I mean, that's, that's where we, we come from. Myself. Well, I think that when you are a black man, you're emotionally suppressed in general. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> when fair you enough. are a gay man, fair. <laughs> you are emotionally suppressed. Fair enough. Stop being a faggot. Oh. Okay. And to be a black gay man in this country, you know, that's a lot of suppression.
0: Yeah, I agree
1: that you have to learn how to do to navigate this world and it plays out in our relationships.
0: Right. So, I guess I have um unintentionally definitely. Um Let's talk about sex, baby.
1: <laughs> I think that everybody does though. That's that's the thing. We don't know what we, we don't know how we tick until we go to someone who can open up the clock. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We need to go and talk to people, yeah. professional therapists yeah. who are licensed to, to help again you young. figure out how you tick. You tell them what you experience in your life and how these repetitive behaviors negatively impact you time and time again and you get the right therapist it may take a few tries yep. but it's worth it because you're talking that. about your mind say you that. can't do shit without it
0: say that we see people on the street because their minds are absent and who's so scary
1: about your mind your mind will take over yeah and will have you in the blind yep doing stuff that you're out there and you don't even there's people out there that don't even realize that they out there doing what they doing listen and when they get healed I was they look back like oh my
0: god Listen, I was out there right I didn't know I was out there I didn't know my mental illness had me doing things I didn't know I was doing Mm -hmm. when I was drinking and blacking out I, I was doing things I had no idea but right. I would. But it was absolutely happening. Mm-hmm. That is dangerous.
1: And it's, and it you know it happens with, like you were saying with an addiction. It happens outside of addiction. And outside of you it. can be in a relationship and you just you know you you feel like that's what it love is. Yeah. But you're being hurt,
0: right? You know and and I think people are relying on everybody else's definition of relationship and how relationship like you were saying earlier how it's supposed to have an order to it people are basing their relationships off of that. And if they're outside of that, it's not right. So they don't even talk about anything outside of it. They don't want to experience or express anything outside of it. And so they live in this relationship box. And so at a year, you should be married. And if you're not married at a year, you have done something wrong. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, again, that is a huge disservice. So basically,
1: you know, all that to say, those are just to make examples, some... Um, Rough, very rough examples of <laughs> No, nah, they I get it. Of 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 why it's important to to keep it as simple as possible. Because relationships are going to be complicated inherently. Yeah. They're going to have you're going to have issues living everyday life with another person.
0: At every level of your relationship.
1: Which you can keep simple, keep simple. Yeah. Which you what battles you don't have to fight. Don't fight them. Don't fight them. It is not worth it like, to disrupt the peace in your home and the harmony in your relationship, because he put the milk in the refrigerator and he <laughs> only left for a quarter of a cup. Right. And he did it again. But you know he's anxious and he's running around. He's right. making money. Right. You know he's he's working hard and you know. But you want to nag him about some some milk you can't yeah. drink. You know that type of stuff complicates the relationship. Yep yep you know simplify it, and yeah. you'll do better.
0: You definitely have taught me to simplify it. I was definitely not simplified. <laughs> Everything was an issue, so thank you shit. It's really good.
1: I'm doing great babe. I'm very proud of you
0: Thank you um is sexual compatibility important in relationships? Yeah, um,
1: I mean, I think sexual compatibility is fluid though. You can change compatibility with your partner. Okay. Because people tend to look at it like it's this finite, rigid thing. Yeah. Like I'm this way and you're that way. And so we're going to always just have these conflicts here, but not necessarily. We're human beings. Yeah. We can learn new behaviors. Right. Okay? If we choose to, right, exactly, and so with by listening yep. to your partner and talking to your partner, you guys can come up with ways to make yourselves more compatible with each other. Right, trying things, new things. Right, um, not necessarily um, with other people always. Just new ways other. of touching each other, new ways with each ways other.
0: With each, right, you know, there's some people who don't like. Given head and their partner likes it and so where where do you compromise that is a sexual incompatibility compatibility
1: does <laughs> exist and sometimes it is more rigid than others I think that some people have to deal breakers and some people some people for some people things are deal breakers and for others they're not and right. so some people are okay with being penetrated and some people are not, that's a deal breaker. And Absolutely. you know, some people, you know, that I love him, I love having sex with him, but I just wish he would touch me here. I wish he would kiss me more, like the songs say. You know? <laughs> but that is an incompatibility in itself. Yeah. But it's fixable. But you can say, Hey babe, like, you know, I really wish you would You know, kiss me down there more. (laughs) Put your mouth on me. (laughs) Say so. I I say so, come put your mouth on me. (laughs) You know, you just tell your... Like, I just would, you know, and you can make it... Be creative. You want your partner to be excited about this new thing that you want him to do. So be creative with it, you know, just be sexy do something enticing and be influential and seductive or if it's a sexual thing you know just use that for example and 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 to try to get what you're wanting out of the person and and not look at it like something you should dread that way, the communication will be more likely to happen. You both will be more likely to enjoy whatever the result of that communication is, and you will increase your compatibility sexually. Yeah. And then your relationship will benefit as a whole. But you got to know what things you can bend on—no pun intended—and right. oh. what things you can't.
0: <laughs> so you telling me you doing the bending? Oh, no. <laughs> How could you marry me? Oh my god. And then go. I've been
1: another man <laughs> I ain't been no man over. <laughs> I ain't No man over. Oh! oh! so you was doing the bit <laughs> <laughs> We love you, Janet. Okay. <laughs> that shit was funny.
0: I see a lot of people getting into these relationships that they are not, that they're not sexually compatible in and they still choose to start this relationship and they know that they're not going to bend on where they're not compatible. Mm -hmm. And then someone cheats and they act like, how could you, why dare you, who, why?
1: I think that some people are still experimenting and exploring. I mean, you know, at some point you figure out what's not working, Yeah, you know, but at some point you're still experimenting and learning what they're deal-breakers are. Some people aren't sure of if they can or if they should or shouldn't proceed in a relationship with someone who seems on his face incompatible. They're willing to take the risk to see because they have, maybe they haven't had enough experience with this type of person to, yeah. to know for, that it's not worth it for them.
0: That's so weird. I, I get that though. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, we're always... Look into the person and saying, I see potential, but they don't. Or mm-hmm. I, maybe I can change them because, no, no. Mm-hmm. most of the time that's not the way it works. Um, but I do think that love makes you um, compromise. compromise. It makes you want to open up more, actually, mm-hmm. I would think. Um, I and know the f-
1: desire for love
0: will make you compromise, too. Oh, but that's not good. Very much that's so. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely think we have compromised. The more we've falling in love... You can't have love without compromise. Yeah, we've... Yeah. Well... You have to be able to
1: compromise with your partner.
0: A lot of people are not doing that. And they're breaking up. hmm <laughs> But I think that's why we're successful, because we do compromise. And I, I thank you for compromising with me.
1: We learned how very early on how important it was, the hard way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. We learned that if we didn't compromise, there would be no we. Right. And we learned to compromise, well, over well, the years.
0: So, a lot of people would think we're crazy. and mm-hmm. look at us side-eyed and ask us why. Pali-ali-ali-ali-ali-ai
1: ali sin free
0: What the fuck is wrong with you? Pali-ali-ali-ai sin free Oh, my God, Ralph. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
1: no, I'm sorry. Um. But let's talk about it. let's talk about polyamory. It is not, uh, it doesn't have to have the mystique and the, the, the taboo-ness and, the, and the, the shadow that it has on it. It's a very interesting topic to dive into and, and it's a lot of history in it. Mm-hmm. All of our history, this is human civilization right. has been polyamorous for ages.
0: Since the beginning of the time, mm-hmm. <laughs> nothing is new right on this planet. Um, but people would think that you're crazy, and why would you open up a relationship that's successful? And you know, you guys love each other, it's going to fall apart, it's going to be doomed. The person's going to take mm-hmm. someone, or this is what people are saying, this is what mm-hmm. people have been saying to us. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your answer to that? What do you, how do you combat that? Well, I don't because people are going to tell you their affairs, their. The people are going to
1: talk to you from where they're at. Yeah, you know, yep. and even when they do, and then some of them, they talk to you from that position of what I call a lack of understanding. You know, because I feel like when you understand all the different facets of, of polyamory, how it can take shape in your relationship, how you can approach any relationship, then it's not so scary. Yeah, you know, it doesn't it doesn't threaten your relationship if you've done the work.
0: Right. Right.
1: If you've done the work and you're intentionally approaching polyamory as a unit.
0: As a unit. Open you communication. You are,
1: as a unit, exploring and experimenting together. Right. And it should feel like that. Yep. Always.
0: And if it feels any other way, then... It's no. not right and right. y'all not
1: ready. Right. right. And y'all need to address something else because if y'all got to the point to where y'all decided to to go approach polyamory and it discovered that you know there's some lack in your sex life as a couple it's immediately, immediately to abort polyamory and fix what's not satisfactory between you as a couple
0: right and so what you're saying is it's not permanent you can you can become poly you can take it back you can you know it's not this permanent, mm-hmm. scary thing where exactly. once you're poly, you're always poly. You and mm-hmm. your partner can decide to no longer be poly, mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean that you love each other any less or that um, things are not working out or someone's not satisfied. Everybody, a lot of people have told, ask me, "Am I not satisfied?" Mm-hmm. Um, that they seems to be, be opposite. That's the complete opposite. It seems like the more satisfied we became, the more comfortable we we became with finally saying, "Okay, we want to to do this." We had spoken about this for six years in about seven months. This, isn't, this wasn't anything new. This was in-detail conversation for years.
1: I had never been open to,
0: to a polyamorous relationship
1: after an experience that I had a prior experience in a previous relationship okay. where we ventured into polyamory. Right. We were never with other people apart from each other. This was just a third, okay, and the reason why we did that was because my because his deal breaker was being penetrated, mm-hmm. and I didn't know I could, at the time I was younger. You know, what I'm I'm at that point trying to decide if I should stay or leave.
0: Mm, that's where the right. compatibility comes in, and, and
1: so I say, okay, let's try. Let's try the polyamory. And that's where I... Uh, the, that's where you went wrong. Because it I should some, not have used polyamory as a as way a to try to fix
0: it shouldn't be a, anything. It shouldn't be um, gorilla glue. Right. <laughs> it should be gorilla. Because glue. Because at
1: the end of the day, we needed that third person mm-hmm. in order to be satisfied in our relationship. Right. And so it fell apart. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because that wasn't what I wanted. I didn't want to have to get somebody else. You know, I would rather have that with my partner. Right. And so, I, by the time I met you, that was the experience that Polyamory had. So I wasn't for it. But being with you and having this ongoing discussion over and over and over again as we were growing and learning more about it, I feel, and becoming more comfortable with each other. Um, and comfortable with the idea, I think for myself, me getting comfortable with the idea that I actually liked it. I liked the idea of it, you know, mm-hmm. and I had to be like, you know, what will make this situation if we decide to do this different from the last time? We can't need it. That would be the right. only thing, you know, and it's not something that makes me go ill right you know i i definitely somewhere down inside hey i might want to explore that i'm about to be 40 next year let me go ahead and do it now you know what i'm saying but are we ready for that and i think that that has always been where we stopped when we would have the conversation it always stopped that are we ready for this no right (laughs) but if it's fun thinking about it it's fun talking about it until one day we were and it changed everything because when it happened we were ready yeah. And so now we know who we are as a as a couple and we know how to make again another example of doing what works for us. And understanding that people are gonna see that and they're gonna have their opinions.
0: Yeah, and that's fine.
1: And but we are exploring, just like there's so many other couples out there on social media, on TV, Will and Jada even.
0: Not only <laughs> gay couples, you fools. Right. I keep hearing everybody say, oh, oh the gays just no. want this new thing. They just want to be whores. They want to do this 3 stitch. Please stop it, okay? And humans have always <laughs> wanted more interaction with more humans, okay? And it doesn't mean sexually only. It means sometimes we want other people to talk to mm-hmm. and to hug and to be around and to tell. It's
1: th- an expression of love that is i think that the 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 gravity of love itself to assume that a person can only express that in one way with one person you don't have an understanding of the gravity of love right. i think that you can make the choice to commit
0: to one person absolutely
1: and if be happy. that's what you
0: want and that's fine if that's what you want absolutely
1: but if you should not feel, like, made to fit the way that you express love with another person. You should not be made to, put, to be put in that box. And if, you, if you're not in that box, then you're judged, and any, any type of romantic connection that you have is seen through the filter of sex. That's very reductive, and it's unfair. Yeah. But people want to do that because it's their lack of understanding. And,
0: you know, and that's where they would be coming from. That's mm-hmm. what they would be doing if they stepped into it. They would be cheating because it would, be, it would feel wrong to them. But that's your relationship. relationship. That only... means you find somebody that is compatible with you and you talk about these things so you know if this person is for you. If me and you didn't want the same things, we wouldn't be here today. Mm-hmm. But because we one two want the same things, we're able to have a relationship. Right. And if more people would be honest with what they want and just communicate it like we've been saying, there'd be more success in relationships because you'd find out, okay, no, you don't want to do this and I don't want to do that, so let me go my way and I'll find somebody who does. Mm -hmm. And there's always somebody who does. (laughs) There's always somebody who does. Um, But we rather sit with the people we think we like because in this moment they're satisfying us That's not the person for you.
1: That something is better than nothing when it comes to men or women or a partner. And that is not always true. Yeah. You could be doing damage spending so much time with with somebody that's not for you.
0: That's a hazard. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
1: Mm-hmm. You know, so and in ways that you're not even aware of yet. You know, we're human beings existing on so many different levels simultaneously and we're impacting each other on various different levels simultaneously. And you lay it up with something toxic you know you could be impacting your ability to love the right person
0: yeah now you're missing now me.
1: you're missing out yeah you're not even looking for the right person no more because you're so damaged from this dude that just was on your couch too long wanting relationship with him right our bond has never been stronger you know and you'll probably hear with a lot of other poly couples too you know that you know of course they get the same backlash but it's really a less about sex than what most people think. Right. You know, sex is a part of it sometimes, but it's not always a part of it. You, know, Sex is not a requirement in a polyamorous relationship.
0: Polyamory is the practice of or desire for intimate relationships with other partners, with informed consent and all partners involved.
1: Exactly. Where in there does it say sex? It's not about sex. It says intimacy. Yeah. So it's having intimacy with intimate relationship with more than one person at a time and everyone else everyone knows about it
0: right there's no lying there's no cheating there's no hiding there's no secret texting no we're all open and honest and how can you how can you talk down on that and be in a relationship where someone's cheating you in a you in a poly relationship, too, you just don't know about it. So that's why you can't use the word poly. And you can't even use the word poly <laughs> no, you because you're being cheated on as a two cheater. different things. <laughs> but we're in the same kind of relationship. You just don't know yeah. it. And so I think it's ridiculous that a lot of people, you know, who don't understand poly or don't want to be poly, they look down on it so bad. And they make people who are poly, they try to make people who are poly feel bad about it. But with everything else... You didn't want to be judged for being gay. You didn't want to be judged for being black. You don't want to be judged for having blonde hair. You don't want to be judged for being tall, fat. We always, we're always we always judging each other based on each other's lives.
1: And running from that judgment.
0: Running from that judgment, because we actually are intrigued somehow by it.
1: No, we were, I, I think we're definitely intrigued by it. We need to know what people think about us. Yeah. and But we're also afraid of it because we hate to hear right, what people think about us.
0: <laughs> the truth. <laughs> 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 it's true It's true um, It's been really good having you I'm I'm really happy that you came to talk to me um, We're going to close it out But I want to close out with marriage We didn't see ourselves getting married How did we get here?
1: Um, well first off Let's just say that um, We were perfectly fine with not getting married because of our perception of marriage mm-hmm. well how we agree our agreed idea of marriage wasn't necessary for our relationship right and i think that our take on marriage was just a little different from a lot of people in the community you know that we've seen um how they approach marriage sometimes right. you know right. um and You know, not even in our community as the gay community, but the black community, the, you know, the human community in general, their approach to marriage, you know, it's, it's almost like it, it, it defines or validates validates the relationship relationship and it's going to make it better. And, or it's going to, in in. It's going to fix, fix. what's wrong like, in the relationship. Well, we're
0: married. I won't do that anymore. Right? Exactly. <laughs> you know,
1: having this special, romantic, emotionally charged event will take away years of childhood trauma for me. Not a child. How broken is that?
0: Broke. <laughs> that's fucked. <what>, it's ridiculous.
1: <laughs> but that's we're, we're humans. That's you know that's yeah. We don't know what we don't know until we know. <laughs> <laughs> but. I guess that's true.
0: Um, And so, yeah, and then we decided that we would move forward with it. Well, this
1: is what happened. Uh There wasn't a a catalyst. All Uh right. So, again, we decided that we were going to really like the same with polyamory we were going to have. This ongoing conversation about marriage. Right. And so right. we talk and talk all the time about it. And it was a very rough and difficult conversation in the beginning because of his view on and my, well, our opposing views of, on marriage. And then we started to realize all the other things that come along with marriage that really weren't being considered the way that the, um, just marriage itself was being considered. Just the, the debt that we had, the credit we had. Right. The, you know, it just the responsibility sense. of you know, life insurance right. and being a beneficiary. And if something happens to me, if I drop dead, what you going to do with this house? What you going to do with this? You know, like just being ready to support a marriage takes preparation.
0: We were being real with and ourselves. We were
1: being real with ourselves. We were like, you know, we're, we're good with each other. We're building together, but- Right now? We, no, we're dealing with a lot, especially with, with mental illness. I mean, we didn't want to put any pressure yeah. on us to figure ourselves out any sooner than what was the natural track for ourselves. Right. Um, and so we just would just talk about it and put it on the back burner. And we, we said that if we come into a situation where we needed, not needed, but where getting married made sense made for us, sense. we would do it. Yeah. And that situation happened.
0: A, a lot of those situations, they just kept happening where we kept, and back to back, we kept looking at each other like, oh, wait, let's go with all it. It
1: was a very, very interesting series of fortunate events.
0: That led us here <laughs> Yeah. Well, I am excited to be your husband. What are you expecting out of marriage? I am expecting because we have a new feeling like we feel yeah it's it's com- a new we feel feel like we want to be different people for our for our husband
1: i I feel like i'm putting on the the outfit of being a husband the husband suit yeah like mm, your drag I'm, I'm trying to you know i'm shopping different I'm I'm, yeah. I'm 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 wanting to elevate i'm wanting to be i want to look like somebody's husband and i yeah. want to to have that that Swag about myself when I'm talking about my husband to people because people like that's like we experienced I don't know if you want to talk about this But and uh, we went to a store where we our relationship wasn't recognized the way it should have been Yeah, you know, and I want to you know be ready to to defend my relationship as somebody's husband Right. Do you know what I'm saying? So I'm just preparing my mind for for all of that. and It's really exciting.
0: Well yeah, we were shopping for our wedding rings and Ralphie's walking in front of me. He walks in, the lady's handed him a mask and then she goes to hand me one and as she's handing me one she's like his smile is so pretty, it's so white. Where did he get his his, his smile so nice? And then she goes on to say, "He's lucky
1: my daughter's he's taken." lucky
0: my my daughter is taken. And so I look at her and I'm like, "Oh, he's he's mine." Like he's He's, he's mine already. And so she gives this, like, chuckle, like, oh, he said he's his. <laughs> I didn't say anything because, you know what? Bipolar mm-hmm. would have me in jail, and I ain't trying to be there. So.
1: Yeah, and she went on to make even more poor choices that day, and she now regrets them. We'll just say that. Yeah.
0: Um, <clears throat> but it's important that people, you know, respect your union. It's mm-hmm. important that you respect your own union.
1: Right. And marriage... Marrying someone is is not going to always be what's best for you. Right. In your, in your relationship. Right. And marrying someone doesn't fix anything. No. It gives you more responsibility right. as a couple.
0: And it doesn't mean you're, su- you're not successful if you don't get married. Right. You can exactly. have a relationship long-lasting until death and doesn't mean you're not successful because you didn't get married. So don't rush that. That is a very important decision, y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, so take your time and think about it because we damn sure did all uh, right and made the right choice I feel
1: right. I mean, I think now, you know, we were ready for we were ready for the idea of marriage that we had and The situation that we said we would wait for When that happened it we were like it was just no-brainer <laughs> It was just like, okay. Yes, let's do that. Let's do it. Let's do it today. <laughs> and we had never felt that pressed to get married. We were so happy. And like It was like, you know, I'm going to go ahead and talk about it. I, I'm going to talk about the, the, the event for me. It was such a big deal. It was an, a health event for me, um, a health scare, where I was sick in the middle of the night and, um, and so, more sick than Eric has ever seen me. And I couldn't really take care of myself. And Eric, I got to the point to where I felt like it would be best to call 911. And so Eric called 911 and and dealt with that situation. Calmly. Calmly, even with his bipolar. I'm not and i was calm. so proud. I was always so afraid that if something happened to me, that his bipolar would prevent him from showing up. And I was so relieved and so impressed by how you showed up that day that it took away a... It When I thought about if that situation went south. If something happened where they had to rush me somewhere and Eric was left to make the choices, he wouldn't have been equipped to, be, be, he's not my husband.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's what And that happened. would have been my fault. Yeah.
1: And so we fixed that.
0: And that would have been heartbreaking. So we are now here and I'm extremely excited to have experienced a Life with this man, Um, if this doesn't last forever, and I don't see that happening, but we have to be realistic, everyone. You guys will hold on to something that is broken, and that is toxic for yourself, it's toxic for the people you claim to love, it's toxic for the people around you. And so if we don't last, I want this man to be as happy as he can be, because in this moment in time of my life, he has made me the happiest I can ever be. Besides me making myself happy, that is the first key. I had to do it for myself before I could allow him to, you know, pour more happiness into me. Y'all, it's been so real. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm so happy that you guys got to meet Ralphie. (laughs) Um, Ralphie is the love of my life, y'all. Let's talk all things relationship. And we'll be right back with the questions. When leaving the room they should talk about you. Don't be so offended. Your spirit is bright, beautiful, bold, and brilliant. Whatever bad they may speak is a reflection of their own insecurities. Self-love is expressed through authenticity and integrity. Be who you were sent to this earth to be, yourself. All right, y'all, I am back with Ralphie, and we are going to ask the same six questions we ask everyone. You know I just want to see how we are all connected. We're going to make it short and sweet for you guys. Ralphie, what always makes you smile? Your face. My, my cutie face. Thank <laughs> cute <You> little face. <laughs> how do you relax when you're stressed out? Sing or smoke. You sing a lot. The singing game. <laughs> what is the most unbelievable thing to happen to you, good or bad?
1: I won a brand new car.
0: That was amazing, huh? <laughs> yeah. Damn. That's
1: amazing. <laughs>
0: in the military, he won a car by signing up for cable. hmm I had, I had
1: basic cable, and I had called to get
0: it increasing
1: that upgrade put me in in uh, a drawing. Right. Uh, for everyone in that county who had. Comcast. Okay. And out of everyone in that county, they yeah, just upgrade. name. That's crazy. And I want a brand new Acura.
0: That's like a miracle. What year was this? 2004. 2004. Awesome. What is one life lesson you think everyone should know?
1: A knowledgeable man learns from his mistakes, but a wise man learns from other people's
0: mistakes. Mm. You've always said that and I've started to learn to pay attention to people's mistakes so that I don't fall.
1: <laughs> Not too much now, you know, we, we work for you. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but you know.
0: Absolutely, right. <laughs> within reason. <laughs> uh, what in, what event in your life made you see life differently?
1: Mm. Fall in love with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's your like totally differently.
0: I wasn't expecting that.
1: It's the truth.
0: That made my heart stop. <laughs> I love you. I love you too. Um, that was, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is your personal legend? What does that mean? What do you think your legacy is? What do you? My legacy? What will it be? What do you want? My
1: wanted? legacy will be, I think, what I gave to my family. Yes. Um, I, I the can love and 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 support I give to my family. I can agree. Um, I think it would also be.
0: I my character.
1: I mean, I think people expect me to be, um, and but this has been my experience. People have always expected me to be a lesser version of myself. Right, right, <laughs> and right. I'm And they are always shocked to see that, you know, that I picked the high role more often than they thought.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you show up. I love that. Um, I'm going to say that a part of your legacy is creating Speak Up E. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so, huh? You absolutely did. I am sober because of you. Um, I am living my life In a healthy way, because of you, I'm mentally stable. I mean, everything that um, I am today is because you seen it before I did, and you gave me the honest truth, and you gave me the love that relationship requires to see growth. And I am now the person I am because you have helped me. So I appreciate you very much. I love you, babe. I love you too. Thank you. You did the work. I will listen. You showed me, but I damn sure put in the work. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving him all the credit, y'all. You got to listen to the he word. Did in. The work. I did the work. I put in the work to get here. Um, but if it was not for you seeing me, I would have not seen myself. Yeah, maybe. Eh, that's what relationships do to you. Good night, <laughs> y'all. We'll be back next week for another episode. One last favor. Let all your friends, family, coworkers, loved ones, hell, even your enemies know, it's time for a fucking culture shock. It's always a pleasure having you all here at the Culture Shock Podcast. If you haven't done so yet, please subscribe so that you, your friends, and family will never miss another episode. Also, share to all of your social media platforms. The more we share, the more we care. I want to leave a little something with you. The path that you are on is guided by your spiritual being. Following your spirit to the ends of this journey will lead to inner peace. Looking outside of yourself to seek validation from others eventually leaves an open space for self-hate. So, be fearless in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire. Always remember, most humans will never have the map to your destination.